Opal's Comet, a new production by Mr. Wilsons, written by Sonia Moorhead, with music from the Greyhounds. Episode 5, The Return. Kingfisher's jowl and temple pressed onto the deck under the weight of his heavy skull. He kept his eyes closed and denied he was awake. He had a fleeting idea that maybe thoughts could be weighed on scales. His were certainly heavy as lead. Damn consciousness, he was awake again. These days, the kingfisher resembled an abandoned heap of old seals. His stinking, sea-stained cloak was slumped over the hollow remains of his body. He dragged and tucked the damp corners around himself, but he never experienced the absence of cold. With feet like bricks, he could not bear the pain of standing. Yet to continue his survey, to recommit himself each day to his daughter's rescue, he would force himself up. For his beloved wife, he must carry on. The very thought of her, all alone, forced a few tears from his clenched eyes. His lips trembled. If only he had never left. With a weak inhale, he fluttered open his salted eyelashes and then he saw it. A tiny flare of light was waiting. Drawing down from a little hole in the fabric over his head, a pencil-thin line of light met the back of his hand where it lay inanimate on the deck in front of his face. He stayed perfectly still, and looked at this little beam as if it were an animal or bird he had not seen for many years and only half recognised. He wondered for a moment if in fact he had died and was finally being moved on. But no, his body rushed with heat. He could hear his heart in his ears. He threw off the cloak and was dazzled by a gloriously bright sky. It was day. It was day. Light had returned, and not only that, it was warm. Summer must be near. His brother had come back. Disbelieving, he hauled himself to standing, grappled for his staff and made his way over the deck to the edge of the ship. As he moved, there were loud creaks, cracks and what sounded like marbles being scattered over a polished floor. The sea was thawing. His ship would finally be released from the trap. When he saw large puddles forming on the ice around the ship, his delight swiftly transformed into an urgency to escape. The long wait was over, but the vessel, partly dismantled by the kingfisher himself, was showing every sign of collapse. He didn't have long. The remains of his ship would certainly sink as soon as it took on water and there was no lifeboat. If he was ever to complete his survey of the sea and find Opal, he must not drown. 
He must use the last of the thick ice like a ford in the sea and return to shore as quickly as possible. He grabbed hold of his huge ledger and wrapped it in the cloak, then boarded the parcel onto a wooden panel that already lay discarded on the ice. He slowly, slowly lowered himself, testing his footing. The ice was wet and glassy, like a pontoon, stable, solid, but definitely floating. Using his staff to both steady himself and drive forward the makeshift sledge, he slid and humped across the mixed terrain of frozen waves with inefficient haste. Soon soaking wet, he puffed huge clouds of condensation into the warming air. Slipping and slapping, he narrowly evaded falling. If I survive this, I will never go to sea again without my queen, bargained the kingfisher. Finally, he clambered up the jagged rocks of the long promontory. Fastening his cloak over and around himself, he hugged the ledger to his body and allowed relief to wash over him. His body rattled and shook. He was alive and on land once again. The Summer Prince was certainly returning. It would soon be time, the time of the old Harbinger Fair. But first, the King must find the Queen. A thunderous cracking sound severed the air and sea. The ice tore apart and the kingfisher turned just in time to see his ship slip and vanish into the black. The queen was alone, her feet lodged in the sand. She stood on the shore with her eyes closed, silently hoping to petrify to become a black monolith. When she banished the Summer Prince, he had not only taken the sunshine away with him, but stolen light, warmth and hope. Consequently, the people of the world had weathered a year of cold, dark horror. Now the Queen added bitter regrets to her ever-growing stable of demons. She bartered once again with no one in particular. I am the knight. How can I restore the light of day alone? Return my husband to me or let me die and fade into the sand. Water gently kissed her ankles and answered her question. For the briefest of moments, this change in her circumstances, this minor warming, provided a distraction, a memory of relief. She opened her eyes and looked down. The transformation was almost immediate. She could hear water. The tide was sluggishly lapping under the ice. All around, the clean sky was filling with light which bounced like sequins on the sea's skin. Signals were sounding loud and clear. If the frozen sea was thawing, the Summer Prince must be returning. 
she looked across the bay to the river estuary. She could not see his golden barge yet, but she was quite certain. He's coming back, she growled. She stretched out her arms, tipped back her head and screamed. The sky convulsed and fire rained down. Stars fell, charring the land and sea. Her mighty cry summoned a thousand grotesque demons who thundered out of their hiding places in the dunes. Bring me Bring the golden me barge. An avalanche of vicious monsters was discharged into the tide, decimating the ice as they scrambled for their prize. The Queen began to run desperately along the shore's edge. She must retrieve the sunshine for the people of the world. She may never hold her baby again, but she could unite the King of the Day with the light and restore order to the seasons. If only she could seize that barge before it entered the sea. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe to our podcast channel? Opal's Comet is touring the inland waterways of England as a waterborne artwork using live performance and music to explore grief. It's free to the public, so check out our website for show details and join us. You can also support Mr. Wilson's to create more content like this by donating via Patreon. We continue to champion live music and bring original performances to public spaces. Thank you.